Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a podcast about where business is done. So pull up a chair and join your host, Ken Baden. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Kitchen Table podcast. I don't know why I always say that, because if you're listening, you know it's a podcast, but welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am fucking pumped. I always have a different energy when I have a member of the Elliot Army in the building. There we go. Let's kick some butt. My man, Ian, dude, one of the dynamic duo that is the twins of the Elliot Army is in the house. Ian, how you feeling, big dog? Dude, I'm on fire, man. I'm just going crazy. I was just downstairs. You can almost see it from this camera that I'm on, but right down here, we just installed a gym in our facility. And so, man, I just got a couple curls in with the team, you know, to get on this podcast. That's kind of fun to get even more jacked. You know what I mean? Just get a little bit more fired up. So anyways, I hit the gym a second ago. So I'm just going to tell anybody that's out there, listen, if you're not ready to get fired up and get a little crazy with me, you're probably on the wrong podcast because I'm going to go crazy a little bit. Yeah, dude, you're definitely on the wrong podcast, but you already know that by now if you've been listening. And you had Sean. We had Sean on twice, dude. So we're just, we're gluttons for punishment over here. Awesome, man. Uh, dude, so anybody that's listening, and, and if, if you're not already familiar, Ian is a member of the Elliott Army, which is Andy Elliott's entire fucking hit squad, a bunch of just absolute assassins. Ian is no exception. He and his brother, uh, the twins, if you will, these guys have absolutely been lighting it up. Uh, and tell us, so... You know, Sean kind of did a little bit of a uh, who you are, and I know you guys already have your own following, but for anybody that may or may not know, tell us a little bit about how you guys got started, because I know you guys got started in cars and you had a lot of success in, is it Denver, right? Yeah. 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 So me and my brother were twins. Obviously, I'm 33 years old now. Uh, When I found car sales, I was 18 years old. So that's 15 years ago, dude. The markets were different. You actually had to be a hard charging grinder. You couldn't be a little baby bitch, get your feelings hurt by shit. It actually raised you to have some tough skin. You know what I mean? Like you had to go to work to work, you know, and you had to, you had to, you had to really like, create something. And what I mean by that is I saw social media coming out and there was these guys like outside of the dealership. I was new. These guys were older than me. So they said, dude, like, listen, you're never going to get it up in front of these guys. You can't dude. You're going to get your ass kicked. Like, like that's how it works, dude. Like leads were coming out on fax machines and we'd have to fight over leads. Like the leads would come through the fax machine and we'd literally put on boxing gloves and like fight for leads. Well, Dude, I was 18. I was like 100 pounds. I'm from the hood. I didn't have a I didn't have a horrible upbringing, but I was like not like a like like it was a hard upbringing. You know what I mean? Like my mom was in the military. You know, my mom worked really hard. My mom almost lost her legs, broke her back, like and still showed up every day. She was a hard charging grinder. So all I knew was figure it out. So in the car business, when I got in, it was kind of like a figure it out thing. I got known for branding and marketing, and I'm going to tell you a real quick story about that. But uh, Facebook and all this stuff was coming out 13 years ago. And remember, it was just a platform like with uh, like for colleges, like you actually had to go yeah. to college to have mm-hmm. it and you could just it was for college to college. So I literally went down to the college. I said, hey, I want this because I think we can, I can network. And I talked him into letting me get it. Uh, but I created a brand on Facebook. I created like a brand where people were coming to me to buy cars. And, uh, you know, I was just killing it. I was crushing it. But. Before that, listen, I had to do things like there was a McDonald's outside of our dealership, like literally across the street. I would stand out there every day and up customers as they went through the beginning of the drive through and try to sell them when they come out of the, the other end of the drive through That's how I created my leads for two years. By month number three, by month number three, since I didn't have ups and I was doing that, I was kicking everybody's ass in the dealership. Everybody, I was me and Evan were kicking everybody's ass. We weren't splitting deals. We just figured out that that was a little honey hole, and it was a thing called work. And most salespeople didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it. They wouldn't stand out there. They would they would go try it for a day, and they'd be like, "Kenny, oh, it's too hot out there." Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and because of the way my mom raised me, it was like, "Do the work, dude." You couldn't get injured in my house. Like if you if you fell down, Kenny and broke your hand or something, it would be like, put some Neosporin on that shit and stop crying, that kind of shit, right? You know, probably you probably had some similar shit, right? Yeah, 100%. My dad was military, same shit. Put some dirt on it. Yeah, put some shit on there and just keep going, man. So what I saw in the car business is, number one, everybody was lazy. There wasn't a lot of discipline. There was a lot of hard chargers, but like people just didn't think. Like they didn't use their damn minds to be entrepreneurs. They worked in the business, not on the business. So 
as I was doing these things and I was selling more cars than anybody in the state and everybody was still making fun of me for it. I had the fastest car in the dealership. I bought a GTR at 21 cash. And I, I, I like, I couldn't even imagine that you could make a hundred grand where I came from unless you were selling drugs. And I tried that. I was <laughs> but, like, I tried it. I was great at it, by the way, but I just didn't want to go to prison. But what I saw is, is there was an opportunity, right? There was an opportunity. And all any man and woman can ask for is an opportunity. When I got the opportunity, I respected it. I loved it. I treated it really good. I saw people disrespecting it, not giving a fuck about it, not going hard. I trained. I grew. I went to Grant Cardone conferences. My first conference that actually grew me, my brother and I saw a conference. It was for $1,000 online. We didn't even have a nickel. This is our second month. We didn't have any money, dude. We went to a credit union and took a loan out, flew down there, ate chips and salsa, like all at a restaurant and would walk out because we couldn't eat freaking carne asada. So we'd eat chips and salsa, you know, and then we'd leave. And then they'd be like, <laughs> you guys are back again. We're like, dude, we're just broke. And we'd go to other restaurants. We slept outside of the conference. But I'll tell you, Kenny, and I know I'm going to let you, I know you're going to ask me some questions, but I'm going to go on a tangent here real quick is when, when, when I got that opportunity to learn grow and train. Nobody else around me gave a shit about training. Nobody else came out and they were like, Hey, Ian, just work harder. And I'm like, I'm outworking all of you and selling more, but that's not enough. I need to be doing it a smarter way. I need to be working hard and smart. So when I went to that conference, I was exposed to a new level and I started loving learning. Kenny, I thought I was a, like, I thought I was special, like, like not in a good way. Like I thought I was special ed and couldn't learn my whole life. And what I found is I just wasn't trying. I didn't have the right leadership. I didn't have the right people teaching me. I learned a lot from Grant. And then what I did was apply it. Fast forward, I was number one in the nation for eight and a half years for that manufacturer. And I was killing it. I was, I was absolutely destroying it. And I found out that I could be the one through one for my family, like the guy that like shows up and changes everything for everybody. But you know what, Kenny? It took learning, it took training, it took growing, it took doing all the shit that I didn't want to do. And uh, nowadays in the training business, you're surrounded by a bunch of guru fake fuckers that haven't done shit, but they want to teach people to do shit. See, when I created a brand on Facebook, I was actually attracting so many leads that I had to hire assistants and do all this crazy shit. And I actually did the work for 13 years. And so now when we're teaching training and I'm coaching somebody, I'm not coaching them like, hey, this is what I think it is to build a business. I'm like, no, dude, I was in the trenches for years. Now my company is a nine-figure business. I started it with Andy and Sean. We were the first guys on the ground floor. We went crazy. In three years, we're a nine-figure business. It was all because of the shit that we learned back then and then who we became. You know what I mean? So um, I just have a long history in the car business, but now I teach you know, shit, I was on the, I was on a, a call just a minute ago with a dentist office. I'm teaching them sales process. I mean, so like we teach everybody, but we started automotive dominant. Uh, we've just got that like grind. Let's go get it. Let's be the best us energy. Uh, and we don't fake it for anybody. It's truly authentic. That's truly how we run. We truly kind of run militant. Uh, we truly like, like accountability, like, like winners love accountability, losers yeah. don't. So like, that's just kind of who we are. That's kind of how I grew up. I got a twin brother and it was kind of cool in the car business because it was like one, like imagine you have a top salesperson, but they've been duplicated and they're like yeah. going at it. We fucking went at it where we fought on the showroom floor. We just, we supported each other a lot, but like we were competitive as shit. We still are today. Like, you know what I mean? So um, that's who we are, man. So, you know, that, that was it. That's uh, I was going to ask you what conference that was, but I guess it sounds like it was the grant where you slept outside. That was not Andy's. That was, was Grant's. Kenny, there was like 14 people there 15 years ago. Like, I was one of the only guys in Kenny. Check this shit out. You know what he told me? You know what he told me, Kenny? He goes, hey, there's 10 people in line. Imagine there's like 14 people in the room. He's like, all of you guys stand up. You two sit down. And I go, why? He goes, you're not going to fucking make it. And and losers get mad. I got a little mad up front. I was like, what? Well, no, I'm going to make it. And he goes, no, you don't have the right energy. You don't have enough energy. You don't have enough discipline. I can see in you guys that you don't believe in what you're doing. Let me ask you an objection. Hits me with an objection. I don't know it. And I'm like, that's never going to happen to me again, Kenny, ever. I'm going to know every objection in my business. I'm going to have the right energy. I'm going to have the right discipline. This guy is right. Now, the things people know me for are the things that that dude said I didn't have. What's a good coach do? Inspires you to get a result out of yourself that you didn't know you could get. And right then that pissed me off. That was good for me. And then I flew home and I said, 
every objection. Can you hit me with any objection anytime, any industry? I'm gonna handle that shit because I practice this shit all day. Still to this day, 15 years ago, that inspired me to make a change in my life and to be a true professional. And there's just no true professionals out there anymore. There's just a bunch of pikers that don't give a shit that pretend that they like their jobs or pretend they're professionals. Dude, if I watch half these people work, it would just disgust me. You know what yeah. I mean? If they watch me work, they'd be fucking tired by minute five. They're probably tired <laughs> listening to this shit. Like, holy shit, this guy's a lot. I know, dude, that's what it takes to win. And that's probably what you don't have. Yeah, fucking right, dude, as you slam an energy drink. But I speak that shit, yeah. man. Trust me. I mean, I I think a lot of us are like high. In, I mean, I'm ADHD, first of all. I already know that. But that's okay because I've learned a way of channeling that. And before... I didn't have the outlets I sought before were not very healthy for me and led me down a very 100%. dark path. Yep. But you know what? Once I learned like, all right, man, this isn't a fucking death sentence, dude. Like I take my energy and apply it in something constructive and I'll outwork just about anybody and everybody, you know, outside of somebody else who shares that energy. And then you put a bunch of people in the room that have that and dude, that room's on fucking fire, man. And that's kind of yeah. what I see from like the whole Elliot group, man. And, and I just, well, and, and Hey, what you said there real quick, I, you said something that was super important. You said like, man, I was, I was channeling my energy into wrong things, right? Yeah. Well, dude, the reason I found Andy was I was a great salesperson when I found Andy, but what I saw was the first well-rounded person that was actually doing the shit that they were telling other people to do. And what I was doing was I was falling apart. I was a top salesperson, but I was losing my family in the meantime. I was losing myself in the meantime. I looked in the mirror and I didn't even recognize who I was. I didn't recognize my energy, myself. I was destructive. I was destructive to my own self. And I thought that everybody else was the problem. I really figured out that it was me. And what I saw in Andy and what our program speaks to today is honestly, Kenny, we trick people, dude. We're not just, we're not, we're, we're not, we trick them with like, oh, here, look, we're going to tell you we're a sales training company. Listen, we're the baddest sales training company in the planet. But when they enter, Kenny, our goal is life coaching. Our goal yeah. is to train them to, to beat their personal problems. If we can train people to figure out their lives better, then naturally they're going to become better salespeople. So what we saw was we had all these destructive habits and salespeople have those, dude, and they beat themselves down. Kenny, I think the biggest problem in the world is people think that they shouldn't have problems. They yeah. do. They think they shouldn't have problems. They're like, that guy doesn't have problems. No, dude, we all got problems. Some of us, just like you said, learn how to channel those problems into the right things and that energy into the right things. And when you do, you can become freaking dangerous. But my life took off when I started seeing somebody like Andy, who's like been my greatest mentor, show me that like you could have it all. You could have the family. You could have that, the business. You could have the health. You can have everything. So we preach everything that you can have it all. And we don't preach it's going to be easy. We preach it's going to be harder than a motherfucker. But if you're willing to truly commit, you're going to have to commit. And if you do, we won't let you fail. But also we're going to give you the ways not to do it because we made so many mistakes. And then we're going to give you the ways that we think work. So no, you, you said it, man. You hit the nail on the head. I channeled my energy into all the wrong shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. And I think you're right. I think salespeople have those, you know, that, that originally and Ryan, who's my coach and my mentor, uh, but I've got, you know, many of them, but Ryan's my fucking dude. And I've learned a lot from Mr. Stuman and, uh, Stuman. Yeah. 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 Oh, hell yeah. I love yeah. Ryan. Yeah. We were on so, call with him yesterday. He's badass. I love him. Yeah. Ryan's, uh, he's, I guess my Andy, right. And we'll, I'll be yeah. there and see you guys on, in December. I'm flying with him, but, awesome, uh, dude. Uh, what was I going with that? But my point with that was, you know, Ryan, uh, was talking to me recently about a higher purpose. Right. And so he was like, uh, what you were just saying about salespeople and, and the natural proclivities that we have. Right. And that's a lot of people who, uh, God damn, you remind me, this is what it must be like for, and I'm recording myself over here for me being on a podcast with me standing there. Cause I can barely stand still, dude. Like I'm, I see you pace it back and forth. I'm like, Oh, I love it, dude. I, and to me, I'm just like, oh, that's that. That's this is what it must be like. I can't stand yeah. still to save my fucking life, dude. And you're pounding no, dude, energy. Yeah, no, we don't even have chairs in our office, dude. I pulled them all out of here. Like, literally, Andy's like, we got one for Andy's desk, like where he's writing checks and shit and Jackie. But other than that, dude, our salespeople are standing, walking around like it's the Wolf of Wall Street and shit, dude. You God, know no, I mean? I've seen you guys in the in uh I remember, and I gotta be honest, man. I mean, like, I I I had a healthy dose of skepticism, and I tell this story a lot because. You know, I had Bryson and a couple of you guys hitting me up a while back when I first signed up with Ryan. And I'm like, who is this guy, man? And here it is 10 months later. And you guys are absolutely everywhere, man. Everywhere. You yeah. know, and one thing Bryson said to me was like, you, you'll know who he is soon. And, and everybody fucking does. Yep. Well, a lot of people are skeptical up front because they see the energy and they 
you know, it, it can turn people off because they're like, like some people don't like it. I mean, I don't understand it. I think you have to have a lot of energy in life, but we just have, we run hard. And so it can, it can, people kind of go like, oh, I don't know what this is. But once they come into our culture, they see what we're talking about. They see that we're really intelligent guys. They see that we've got big hearts. They see that we really, truly care. They see that it's bigger than money. It's bigger than just the average coaching program. It's bigger than all of those things. And, um, you know, those things really start to show people that there's a brotherhood out there. There's people that they can run with. There's a sisterhood that like they don't have to run by themselves. Our whole program is designed to take the underdogs and the guys that are really winning and show them that like they can win more. And then they also have a crew to want run with that believes in them too. So yeah, a lot of people from the outside, you know, we always get a lot of people and I know you weren't a hater, but we always get haters that like they'll stand on stage six months later and they're like, bro, I was a fucking, I used to roast them in the comments. And then I seen some shit they said and I decided to reach out. I was really skeptical. And then boom, like now I've lost 50 pounds. I'm doing this. My business has changed. And I can't fucking believe it. If I didn't reach out, who would I have been? So, you know, it, it's cool, man. We like turning people in into you know, believers, once they, they've really gotten around us and seen us work more, you know? Well, what I, what I saw was, and I was, and dude, I gotta, you know, go back to what you said, which is I was skeptical. And I think that I was skeptical, rightfully so, because what you said, dude, there's so many motherfuckers that are just full of shit. There's so shit many ever. coaches, dude, that are just coaching. And you're like, well, what have you even done, dude? Like, I don't even yeah, know. You know what shit, I mean? Man. So uh, but of course, you know, then I get to know Ryan and Sean. And then of course I see more and more and it's like, no, dude, this guy's the real deal. And uh, obviously that was a while back, but you yeah. know, the energy I, I absolutely love, but you have to, you know, I went to this, I met, I was in Utah in January and I went to the muscle who you guys are working with his party. And I met all those guys and I was talking to the guy that's, that was the uh, MC at their limitless event. I think it was the first one. Anyhow, he was like, man, you know, I love coaching, but my biggest thing with it is that there's no barrier for entry or it's just super low. And like yeah. anyone can be a fucking coach and they just pop up on the scene and they say, okay, I'm a coach of X or I'm a life coach or I'm this, but these guys are the real deal, dude. And you know, if you're listening to this show, you, you probably already know that, but if you don't, I sincerely encourage you to check out the Elliot group, Andy Elliot, Ian. And, and by the way, your brother has his own, uh, you know, his own, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Marketing brand. brand. Yeah. There you go. His own brand. Yeah. Right. And we, we build, we build like one thing that people don't, don't really know is we do a lot of different stuff, a lot of events, do all this stuff. But since we built a nine figure coaching company, I actually coach coaching. My, my main part of my business really is coaching coaches. But listen, I don't coach coaches that ain't done shit. I'm like the most anti coach of coaches that there is. So people reach out and they're like, I want to open up a coaching company like yours. Teach me the marketing. Teach me the CRM. Teach me the advertising. Teach me this. Teach me that. And I'm like, all right, what's your accolades? And I go through a very specific process. Don't give a shit if you've got a, a big credit card and you're willing to pay. I've turned down hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars because I'll, and I'll, I'll look at somebody. I'm like, bro, I get you're a rich kid. I get you got this. But it's fucking harmful that you think that you're going to teach yeah. somebody some shit that you haven't learned. Listen, here's my advice. Take your money, go into the market that you're trying to do, actually put the work in and actually grow. I get people that write bad Google reviews sometimes because they're like, he turned me down and I was a coach trying to buy a coaching program from him. And I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Listen, I'm the guy that's not going to take your money just for anything and allow you to coach people when you don't fucking get what you're trying to do. But we also do have high level coaches that we build CRMs and we build all kinds of things, the advertisements, the branding, show them how to run events, show them how to sell events show them how to do all of those things. Because a lot of coaches, even if they have a great program, a lot of their programs just sit on the shelf forever because yeah. they, they're just missing different pieces. And we've had to figure out how to put all of those pieces together from the leads to the acquisitions of them, to closing them down, to building the events. We do an event every freaking month. I don't think that there's a company in the world that does that sells out an event every month. We've done that for three straight years, selling out an event every month. So there's a lot to coaching that coaches think that like they can just get a Zoom call and teach people and like, that's it. And like, they, they have a business. Like, I guess that's cool. But like, if you're a really good high level coach, you should have a barrier of entry of hundreds of thousands. You should be spending a lot of money in your program to make sure that it's the Ferrari, not just a freaking Pinto like most of these programs. Right. And I, I'm actually, I didn't plan on it. Honestly, my, my vision has always been, you know, I have a roofing remodeling uh, business and that's been what I've always done similar to your car industry, right? Yeah. Like that's just what I've been, that's what I've always done. And so I, my plan was, you know, in the future, 
I'd love to be a coach myself, but really yeah. it started as consultant and didn't have the word coaching. I just want to consult. Yeah. I wanted to ride off into the sunset, consult, teach people how to do it. Well, then that consultant became coach. I don't know when that happened or how, but with social media, I think, yeah. you know, you can create a brand and now instead of consultant, you know, you're a coach, right? And so you can still do both. But my point is, Ryan had a program. Long story short, I got this blue collar ballers thing that I'm and I'm working on. And, uh, you know, Ryan's backing me on that. We got some cool things in the work, but Sean's, you know, in there in the, uh, in the Facebook group, as I'm in your Facebook group, and we're trying yeah. to get this going. And, you know, the reciprocity there that, you know, of course, mine is definitely still very much in its infancy. And I did not claim anywhere near the success or, you know, I'm just getting going, you know, but yeah. it's quite the fucking honor to have men like yourself even be involved in any capacity. And Sean, no, dude, it's an honor for you to be on here, dude. And you know what? That's super cool that you have all that. And like, you have those mentors. Cause Sean, like we learned a lot from Ryan, like a lot of the things that we have, we've actually like, Ryan's been one of our coaches that got us to where we've bought and uh, we spent thousands and thousands of dollars on those products. Like our whole Facebook group started because of Ryan, you know, and now I think we probably have one of the highest performing Facebook yeah. groups out there in terms of revenue, you know, and we, and Sean, it's his baby, dude. Like he is like, we could have 200,000 people in there by now. Sean kicks people out left and right. And he, he keeps it in a very specific algorithm. And it has like, when people look at the analytics of it, they're like, what the hell that like that kind of engagement, that kind of lead, like, they're like, what you guys get that kind of traffic from that? What, how does that work? Well, a lot of it was just getting around guys like Brian Stuman and like just seeing like what could be done. Like, you know, there's just so much to coaching. It's like it's actually one of the funnest businesses for me to coach because there's so much to it. Like, yeah. it's not just a like a Zoom call. Like, it's it's crazy, man. Running a business, running the coaching program, is it? But no, that's great that you're doing one, man. I mean, that's great that, you know, like you're the guy that's actually done some really good shit. And like, you're bringing that to people because it'll change people's lives, man. When you got the right coaches, it changes people's lives. And that's, you know, what Ryan was like, look, man, you know, when I started, I started in mortgages. When Andy started, he started in, in cars. When Ryan, mm -hmm. when Grant Cardone started, he started, you know, he's like, this is what you've known for the last 15 years. Why would you do anything? Because I wanted to do something totally different. I have to be honest. I wanted to do something that focused on. It doesn't even matter because we can look at that in the future. What he recommended was like, look, brother, this is what you're, you can help a lot of people once you get your, you know, your platform is, is now here and your, your stage is bigger. And now, you know, you can really help because, you know, I come from, and I don't know how much of, you know, uh, of what I've got going on yeah. in the background here, but dude, you know, six years ago, I was homeless. I was yep. strung out, drug addict, completely lied and have anything. I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have anything, you know? And, uh, that's what attracted me to Ryan was, you know, I had followed Grant. I followed Brad Lee. I followed all these guys and they're like, dude, you should check Ryan Stuman. He has a very similar story. And so I did. And next thing you know, a couple of years later, you know, he's coaching me and, uh, That's crazy, you know, dude. he like, threw out there that he was looking changed overnight, choosing the right coach. Like, yeah. Dude, like I know it's not overnight, but like six years to be where you're at, that's relatively not that much time. No, like, like, well, I've only like been with him for like 10 months now, but, but to your point, I got back the industry I'm in now. I've always been in. So just like with, you know, you and probably cars. Yeah. It was easy for me as a salesperson. And I've always been a really high energy, top performing guy. So I was always able to bounce back pretty quick. Yeah. But this time it was just like, dude, I'm done. I commit 100% to give this my all. And I would have been happy. I thought just having a license, a place to sleep that I didn't have to like figure out where I was going to sleep. I was on yeah. food stamps. I was on assisted living stuff. And just had a ton of peace. And now, you know, I just bought my first house. I've got two properties. Now I've got three businesses. I've got a wonderful coach. I've got been like you and, you know, and Sean and, you know, Andy even jumped on a call a couple of Fridays ago and it's just, I'm I just getting that. my life fucking started, dude. You know what I mean? And I want to yeah. give it back. And that's what this podcast is about. And that's what blue that's collar awesome. ballers is about. And like, and you want to do that and you want to just do all these things. And I sponsor men and, 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 and that's in a whole different world that that's, there is no fee or anything for that, but uh, that's more recovery related. But point is, man, is I have a genuine passion for this, like you said. And so it's so awesome to hear you say that because I was going to ask you next, like what, you know, Sean had told me a little bit about it, but that you and your brother had, you know, you were getting more into the entrepreneur space. And what does he mean when he says that? Is it because you have well, your own you know, business now throughout the LW group or? No, no, they're just, uh, I mean, they're, you know, we're all one group, you know what I mean? The LA group is just all one. We kind of operate a little bit differently than most companies because like I have my, you know, like own wing. And we don't business. have to go into specifics of that, but I guess I meant more like, are you working with 
maybe what it meant, what he meant was that you're working with more entrepreneurs. Is that, yeah, is that, and well, I, I mean, even over the last years, everybody knows this is an automotive dominant company, but really, oh. dude, I mean, even at this next seminar, you know, we have, you know, we have this explosive growth summit with Tim Grover coming up, which is a really cool moment for me. Cause I've looked up to Tim Grover my whole life. Like, you know, I've known him for probably longer than probably that, like almost anybody, like I I've known, I followed him for 15 years, you know? So like I've, I've, I've been watching him and he's coming down here to us. And so to get that call That's from awesome. him was a really cool moment for me. But like at that conference, what, 500 people here, 400 of them will be entrepreneurs. So when we, when we started really crushing it, people were like, Hey, can you help me with my business? And we we're like, okay, let's look at your business and let's see how good we can do in your business. Now we may not have done that, but is it people, is it people closing transactions? Like, what does that look like? We're not going to claim to know your business, but we know people very well. We know low limiting beliefs really well. We know all of those things that really make people move to become a better person really, really well. So when we started coaching entrepreneurs, we just started looking at their businesses. And I mean, now we've done, we have every business. I, I don't even know a business that we don't have. Like we have private capital guys. We have oh, wow. guys, we have garage door guys. We have wealth management guys. We got a couple billionaires. We've got freaking guys Ooh. that run T-Mobile. We got AT&T. We've got, I mean, so like we literally have just about every space that you can imagine. And one thing that we know is people are people. People want to grow. A lot of people don't have an ability, like a, a system to grow in. They don't really know what to do. And most leaders don't really know how to get something out of the people that are around them. They just think that they've settled when in reality, it's most likely the leadership. So we do a lot of leadership training all the way around because when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. So we, we typically start with leaders, but we go to any business really, you know what I mean? So yeah, man, we just, we love training entrepreneurs because one thing about entrepreneurs, they're growth minded. You know yes. what I mean? They want to change. They want to scale their businesses. And, and if they're like you and they like, they're just hungry and they want to change, they'll make a change that impacts not just their life, but the lives of all of their employees fast. Now, some of them, they've been sitting in shit for so long. They think that things can't happen and their businesses can't change fast. They're, they're, they've just sold themselves. When you're an entrepreneur, things can change fast for you. You might be just missing one, one structure. I think people are like one structure away from their business just thriving. We've been a few structures away from millions of dollars in revenue. Now, what is that? Is that the convert lead conversion? Is that the advertising? What is it? Leads, advertising? Is it leadership? Is it sales? Like, what is it? There's usually just a few structures within a business that if they're tweaked and they're they're made good, they're good. But when you're in your own bubble, you're in your own picture frame, let's say, it's hard to see what's going on in that picture frame. But if you get outside of it, you got somebody telling you what's going on in it. You got somebody looking inside of it. You get out of that picture frame. You can totally see clear. So my the funnest thing that I get to do, people ask me what I do for fun. It's 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 roll with entrepreneurs and figure out how to fix their businesses, figure out how to make them a lot more money. You know what I mean? So like that's all I do. That's fucking awesome. And yeah. I can see you're hyped about that, man. And, you know, I want to say, you know, some of our, is, you know what I mean? That's what you're passionate about. Yeah. And yeah, you actually you know, like, get to I, do I love, that. I love coaching sales teams. I love coaching sales people, but I really love coaching entrepreneurs that really got shit on the line. You know what I mean? Like right. shit on the line. There's fucking consequences. I mean, that's yes, that, it's funny you say that can because quit tomorrow and they don't understand it. So it's hard for me because see, when I was a salesperson, I treated it like my business. I'm like, fuck, I got to win. I got to win bigger. And I was stirred up like an entrepreneur. I was trying to figure it out. I was spending hundreds of dollars, even though that's not a lot of money. I was spending all my money. I was spending money to figure out advertising. I was figuring out people to bring into the store. Dude, I was doing everything like an entrepreneur, but I, I still wasn't one. Right. And so like, you know, but when I'm coaching entrepreneur or salespeople, they don't have that, that, that edge a lot anymore, but entrepreneurs have that edge. So we relate really well because I also know what it's like to put my back against the wall. I know what it's like to invest all my money. I know what it's like to open businesses. I know what it's like to scale. I know what it's like to exit. I know what it's like to have all those things going. So um, entrepreneurs are where I really relate because I just love, I love, I love what they're putting on the line for other people. And the sales guys too, you know, when we, when we look for them, I mean, it's even like in recruiting for myself when I, and I'm looking for somebody in my sales team, to your point, you know, early on, you might get, and this is a few companies ago, but I'm recruiting a young guy from college, right? I'm looking for your ex-athlete, your typical prototypical sales individual. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, you find that guy and it's like, to your point, I, you know, college kid, McSqueezy that just got out of college, that's living in mom's basement. I'm like, I don't know, man. You know why? Because I need somebody 
with a family. I need somebody with a strong, powerful fucking why with some, to your point, with some skin in the game, man, that's really going to go out there and beat the doors and beat the phones and listen to no all day long. And I think that's such a powerful thing that you just said, because for entrepreneurs, it's that times 20. It's not just my family. It's now your family and everybody else's family included, you know? Yeah. Uh, and see, the problem, too, with most freaking businesses is like, see, you want that, but you are that. You know what I mean? Most leaders say, oh, I want the, I want a more energetic sales team. I'm like, dude, but your fucking energy sucks. So how are you going to want something you can't have? Your people can't have something you don't possess. If I possess that, my sales team has it. My sales team's got all the energy in the world because I do, because I'm working out with them, because I'm doing this shit with them, because I'm knocking doors with them, because I'm making sales calls with them. See, right now, we're in this epidemic where they're like, Oh, the salespeople are the worst in the world. No, dude, you're a fucking idiot. The leadership is the worst in the world. Yes. That's how we've gotten here. Yes. Let's all take accountability as leaders and let's look at ourselves. Listen, when I was a kid, I had hard-ass leaders that had hard-ass accountability and it made me who I was. I did not fucking like it, but I did it, right? And you did it. That's kind of how like, or you didn't do it and you fucked up and you're like, shit, man, I, I should have loved that, yes. right? See, Nowadays, it's crazy because owners, business owners like, man, I just got to only get that call. I got to get this call. I got to get somebody that's a, an A personality. I, I'm like, dude, you're so stupid. Listen, how about you look for the person like, yeah, that does have the family that has something on the line that wants an opportunity. But no matter who you're looking for, you can typically create a lot of that within them. Most companies, this is where they fuck up. They don't have a system that grows the people. They only have a system that grows the marketing and all the shit. They don't have right. anything that grows human capital. So. My second passion is we'll build it. We build systems that it's like, hey, we're going to duplicate the leader. We're going to build a system where they can see him every day. We're going to brainwash these people for greatness because they're going to log into something and actually know what to do. Most companies are like, go knock that door. This is how it works. And then they go knock that door. They get discouraged. And you're like, you're a fucking idiot. I could knock that door. Yeah, dude, because you are from a different time. Now we got to plug them into something that they actually get. Dude, the brain of nowadays it, they, they literally they literally think that they have to study something fucking over and over to do it, to take action. So we can't reprogram that. They've played video games. They've done all this shit. We got to give them a system. We got to give them a, a way to actually grow. And when we do that, then we can send them out to the doors. They'll, they'll fail. They'll learn. They'll take action in the system. We need to tell them, take action. Freaking uh, go until you fail. The more you fail, the better. The better you're going to get. Failure is the way. You know, go after. Who cares? Well, Companies don't have that. They're like, go call on the phone. And then I call. I don't know what to say. You tell me to call. I get discouraged. I get off the phone. I'm like, fuck this. This sucks. I quit. The only reason people quit businesses, there's only one reason. There's only one reason. They can't close. That's it. Because if they could close, they would stay. Yeah. And, and, and if they can close, they would stay. Then you're like, well, I've got somebody who quit and they can close. No, that's probably because they could close so good. Maybe your pay or some shit didn't support it or your culture didn't support it. That's number two for a winner. But if they can't close, they will leave. And most businesses in sales, they don't teach them how to close. So in turn, they can't make the money that they want to make. And they start seeing shit that gets them more drawn in on, on the life that they think they can have. When in reality, how much money can we make in your company? A lot. If you could close. It's unlimited. Is it, a, is it capped, Kenny? No, no, it's not unlimited. It's not capped. I could come into your company and make a million bucks if I know how to close, but who's going to teach me? That's the problem nowadays that just pisses me off is most leaders will blame their sales teams and they're like, oh, I can't get shit out of this guy. But I'm like, well, what are you like actually doing? Oh, I'm talking to him every day. Well, listen, dude, they might need more shit. They might need more resources. You might need to send them to seminars. You might need to have a system for them. You might need some outside counsel. You might need fucking more things. You might need to start, stop beating your head against the door and start getting people that are that live in the space of personal development and influencing people. You might need to have a better hiring process. You know, I, this is really cool. You're going to love this real quick. I have a, we have companies that hire and fire our buyer process. Kenny, you have a company? Imagine this. Some people are like, I get the wrong people. I'm like, good. You don't have a hiring process. We give people a password to the system that we built for their company. We say, hey, it's going to take us two weeks to hire you, dude, uh, or it takes you two days, whatever. Go go learn this training and we'll see what we'll see you back here in two days, two days. You're going to come back here in two days. Well, if they come back and they've done four modules in the training, then they don't fucking want it. That's a guy I don't. All I need is somebody who wants it. But how am I going to know? Because I have a system. So when they come back and they've done 400 modules and they can out knock everybody in the company because they've been training night and day. That's a guy who wants it. That's a guy I want to train. And that's a guy I want to be around. So that's another spot we live in. 
Dude, that's amazing, man. I actually, you know, you said something just a minute ago that I really locked in on because I am a huge, huge system guy. But, you know, because I need that. I need, just give me a sales system, dude. This up here is going 10,000 miles a minute. Just tell me how to do it, what to do. And you're exactly right. Like down to where I'll try to create scripts for fucking everything. Not scripts so much like uh, what Andy was saying, like being prepared on what to say, right? I don't want to sound scripted or anything like that. but For sure. Right. But, you know... You mentioned something a little bit more important than even myself. I'm, I've been really working harder on like, man, if I could really have the ideal business that I, I really, truly wanted, it would be pers- a, a, a personal development space with a paycheck. And yeah. I've been afraid just for litigious reasons and shit. And I got I, I to gotta be honest, Andy has opened me up to more like, fuck it, because I'm now married to an attorney, right? And I watch him up there like, if you don't have a six pack, I can't hire you. And things like, mm-hmm. I'm like, whew. Man, I'm just waiting on that. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm waiting on that. But he doesn't give a fuck, dude. You guys don't fucking, you know, and I love it, dude. I love it. But I think because of that, I've been afraid to do what I really want to do, which is to your point, I want to fucking help mold people way more than just like create salespeople, but like better people, better family men, better men, better women. Um, You know, I think the sales space is more often than not promote a different life, which is like fast living, fast partying, going on the road, cheating yeah. on your missus, cheating on your mister, like whatever. I'm not saying that that's necessarily promoted, but I've fucking seen it. And I'd say yeah. that it's probably less common than it would be like, say here where it's like, Hey man, let's go fucking work out and do some positive shit. And we're a family and we're going to hang out at whatever. I, it's just very encouraging for you to hear. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on like, what if somebody, you know, did want to start implementing more of that personal development side, where would you start with that? Like, are you going well, full on systems? Leader, if I was like, if you were a leader, is that the aspect you're talking about? Yeah, leader or entrepreneur. Yeah, either yeah. leader or entrepreneur. Yeah. Leader, entrepreneur, same thing. But I would say this, dude. I would say, listen, number one, you have to implement it within yourself. Again, nobody's going to follow the frauds anymore. Listen, who are, I want to ask all the leaders, imagine this, who are people following online? They're, they're following people that they think are doing what they say, whether the people are doing what they say or not, they're right. following influencers. So like, if I go to my company, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to implement this shit. They're like, bro, you ain't fucking, you don't do what you're saying. Like, I want to see some growth in you. Listen, most leaders look in the mirror. They're not happy with what they see. They're not fired up on what they see. They're starting to lose their vision and they, they start to get so down on themselves. They're like, how did I get here? Leaders got to be around people that that refuse to let them settle, refuse to let them think they made it and refuse, 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 refuse to let them just be a 10th of themselves. And most leaders are right now. That's just the truth. So what I'd say for any leader out there is number one, dude, you have to be that, but how are you going to be that? Cause you can't be that to yourself. Everybody needs a coach in life. Everybody needs a coach in life. Andy's the best executive leadership coach I've seen in the world. When leaders come down and run with us for a weekend, they're re-inspired. And then what I would say is, the next thing, if you want a really good culture, well, then it's going to take some really hard work. And see that that word work is the word people that even leaders just don't want to do anymore. You know, so what would that look like? What would that look like? Well, it would look like this. Listen, are you the, are in your company, in your company, are these things being promoted? Like, are these things like the drinking, the partying, the fast life that we were just talking about, Kenny, are those things getting promoted? Yeah. In my company, no. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying for the leaders out there that in our company, here's what we promote our core values. We stick to our core values, our faith. If dude, we all believe what we believe and we only want the people around us that believe what we believe. I'm sorry. We just don't want anybody else around that doesn't. So our faith, we're in church every weekend together. You see it online. We're, we're with the true shit. We're there. We're there together. That's hard. I know you're going to have to go there. I know you're going to have to like who you work with. Well, you're going to have to hire, right? You know, our family, our families go with us. We bring our families everywhere with us for our whole lives. We left our families around. A lot of leaders right now are going home and giving their wives and their their kids leftover shitty energy. Well, dude, you can't be a great leader that way. And you're not going to like yourself. Even if you are, you're going to have to go home and give your wife really solid energy, your family, really solid energy, your team, really solid energy. But none of that can be done without the next one. Fitness. You're going to have to be in shape if you want to get the business and the life that you want. I said, your people are going to want to look up to you. And if they don't look up to you, then that's probably the problem. If they don't look up to you and want to be like you, then they're probably not going to do it. So to us, if you have the fitness, you're going to have the energy. If you have the fitness, you're going to have the mindset. Most leaders right now, they can walk around and act all tough and shit and say, oh, I'm putting up 10 million in revenue. But inside, they've got demons crawling everywhere because 
They're fat, they're out of shape, they're tired, and they don't want to be that, but nobody's telling them they're in rooms where they're the big dog. They're in rooms where people yeah. just tell them yes every day, but they go home, they're like, fuck. And then they look in the mirror, like they're talking to their wife, they don't have that. So if you wanted to create a good culture, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. If you wanted to start creating a better culture, you'd start by creating a better you. Then second, you would start looking at things that weren't just money, not money motivated. People, do, people will work for money, but people will die for culture. If you're, if you're creating culture that people will die for, you know, because people are on the same mission, you really care about their families, you're figuring out ways to move them in the higher levels of thinking, bring their families in closer, dude, then the people will actually love who they work with. How much are you investing into the culture of your business? How much are you investing into yourself? Are these the things that are these the only things that matter to you or all this other shit matter to you? Because if anything else matters to you, but the people like you, most people spend more time on their marketing and all this shit. And I get that's important. Then they spend on their team. Yeah. Your team is going to be the only thing that gives you the business that you actually want. And if you're not doing like I see the coolest cultures, teams, leaders flying out here with their teams and running with their teams for weekends, spending money on their teams, doing really cool things on their teams. And then I see leaders that are like, I'm just going to give you a spiff if you hit your goal. Well, dude, they're going to spend the money anyways. But what about the experience? You're only right. going to remember experiences. So yeah. how good do you take care of them? How good do you take care of yourself would be my question. What's your process like to grow these people? Do you even have one? You know, we have one, we have a person here and they report to me every month and they tell me the people's dreams, all 50 people, 51, 55, I don't know. They, they go through and they say, Hey Ian, this is their dream in six months. They want to have this. And they say, maybe it's 50 grand. And I say, okay, so his dream is to have 50 grand. What's his, what's his family dream? Their, their goal is they're trying to put that down on a house. Okay. Where's that house? They have a picture of that house. The, the, the chief dream coach right here is going to give me a picture of their house, what they want. It's a file. And I can look and I can say, hey, okay, that's his dream. When I go talk to Tommy, I'm not going and talking to Tommy about his low sales. I'm going and talking to him about his dream. I'm like, hey, Tommy, remember when Angela was talking to you about your dream? Remember this? You said that this is going to be your dream in six months. It's my job to get you there every day. Every day, because in six months, if I can get you there and you can have this dream and we can create a new one, you'll get the life that you want. So many leaders give a fuck about the Ferrari they're driving, not the Ferrari their team is driving. Mm. Say it again, motherfucking right, dude. Say it again. Lamborghinis, are they getting the life that they want? See, dude, listen, we said we wanted to have the highest paid sales team in the world. And the companies that consulted us when we were starting said, you guys are fucking idiots. You guys are idiots. The percentages that you're paying is, is, is ludicrous. Nobody does that. And we said, we're not everybody else, dude. We want these people to be happy, to love work. When we were building the gym, they're like, you guys are dumb. Like, this is stupid. You're spending money on all of these things. Dude, we've invested everything we have back into the facility, the building, and growing these people's lives. Dude, we're giving away, tomorrow, we're giving away 13 of these watches. Dude, they're like 18 grand each. You know why? Because, dude, it wasn't about the money. It's about if you don't have one on your wrist, you're going to be pissed the fuck off. So you know what everybody's doing right now? Driving fucking hard. Do you know that their wives are going to know that they don't come home with one of these? They're going to be pretty fucking pissed off. They're going to be like, you didn't get one, but everybody else did. What are you doing? You know that their wives are now on the mission with them? Like, honey, go get that watch. I'll cook you food. You stay at the office. I got three guys down here in the lunchroom right now. They're literally, their wives are here with, with them food. They're not leaving. I didn't ask them to leave. I'm like, go take lunch. Nope, wife's on the way. You know why? Well, it's a culture. It, it's, it's a culture that we've created, but we couldn't do that without the leaders that we are. I'm a leader, but Andy duplicated that in me. I duplicated that in other, other people around me. And then we continue to duplicate it. Some people, Kenny, you know, they're not obsessed with growing their business like you. They're not obsessed with the people. Matter of fact, some of them just fucking hate it and they've lost the love for it because they're probably just around the same motherfuckers all day long. And they, they've forgotten why they started it. Dude, you started this because you had big dreams, big hopes. You want to make big fucking impact. You want to be remembered. You wanted to be a legend. You wanted to have a legacy. Did you forget that? Most people did. See, when you get around here, you're going to remember that and then you're going to be inspired by it and then they're going to go get it. So to me, leadership is the most important thing that we can focus on because, again, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. Mm. The fish stinks from the head down, baby. It does, Wait. man. And, you know, it's so cool when you see people change. Dude, I, I have a leader that's uh, he'll be here in about an hour. And he's flying in. He's spending three hours with me. We're working out. We're doing some leadership things. We're doing some things to build out some things for his team. His back. We're just doing a lot of different stuff, right? But you know what, dude? He was 80 pounds overweight three months ago. 80 pounds. 80 pounds overweight. 80 wow. pounds. Did like who he was. He's the big daddy. Dude, he's, he's, 
he's making, you know, about 10 million his way every year. He's crushing it. He's doing good, but he's not happy. Right. He's not happy. Doesn't matter how much money you have. If you're not happy and your business isn't uh, supporting the life that you want, it's just it's just making you operate in it and it's making you miserable. That's not what you signed up for. That's not what you want. But at some point, some people get golden handcuffs to their business and they don't grow it. They're too scared. Maybe they've they've got somebody in their ears telling them some fucking bullshit that's, that they don't need to believe. Maybe they they forgot that they need to be like a kid and just just have courage and just just go get it. But, you know, when they get around here like that guy, dude, he lost 80 pounds. He's hired 15 more employees. His sales team has doubled and he's re-inspired. And you know what? He was hurt because people left him and I, and he was blaming them. You know what he told me, Kenny? He's like, I'm like, why do you got this small ass sales team? Like, what, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like you got these big hopes are doing well, but like, and he's like, I can't hire any more people. And I could see a hurt in his eyes. You know what he said? He said, dude, when one of my managers left, he took all these people with him. I invested thousands of dollars in him and all of this shit. And I said, I said, dude, well, Look at you. Look at you. You're, 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 you're acting like a little bitch. You're acting like a little baby about it. And you know what's even worse? You know what's even worse? Dude, you think that, that you think that that's not your problem. You think that that's somebody, what somebody else did to you. Let's ask yourself, why did they leave? Did you know all those people's families? Were you fucking upset? Do you know all those kids' names? What's, what's the wife's name of the guy that left you? Oh, you don't know him. Oh, maybe that's why. Maybe you weren't the good leader that you said that you were. Maybe that you, maybe, maybe that, maybe that's not you, dude. I said, what, what's your problem? He's like, well, I'm overweight. I, I only show up three days a week for it. There's your problem, bro. You don't have the energy. You don't have the belief. You're not like when you first started. When you first started this, you were on fire. Well, you know what happened? He changed his whole life. He, 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 he spun it back around. And then, you know what, Kenny, it's crazy because, it, you know, I asked him, I said, I said, if a chick cheated on you in high school, would you just not date chicks the rest of your life? Right. No. I'm like, but that's what you did, dude. You had one guy burn you most likely because he was a piece of shit. And also you were being a piece of shit and you agree. But that's most leaders. They don't look in the mirror. They look for everything else. You know what? Amateurs look everywhere else. Pros look right in the mirror. And when you look in the mirror and realize that you're your own biggest problem and you're your own biggest solution, you can change everything. You know what? He's going to make 15 mil this year. He'll go to 20 mil next year. But you know what he's going to do with that money? He's not going to be a, a fuckhead like he used to be. He's going to spend it in the team. He's going to make sure that they got good lives. He's going to increase their percentages and he's going to go bury those dudes that left him. And they're going to be fucking They're going to be sad about it. And you know what? He's going to have to know that in order to have a big business, you're going to have to trust people. And what happens when you trust people, Kenny? People fuck you up. They're, they're going to lie to you. They're going to cheat you. They're going to steal from you. But that doesn't change who you are. That doesn't change why you started it. So leaders just need a different perspective sometimes. They need to be around different people sometimes. They've got to they've got to hear different messages sometimes. And a lot of them just hear the same old shit, the same old pat on the ass. And they don't need that. They don't even want that shit. They right. don't. They need, no. You know, you don't like it. You're like, fuck, man, I'm going to be around different people. I'm coming down there. Let's go. Like, yeah. dude, that's why we're so hungry, dude. That's why we get along. Because, dude, you're fucking hunting. You're hunting. But the, there's, the leaders are sitting on their ass. They're fishermen just fucking hanging around trying to catch. Where's my next greatest employee? Dude, <laughs> dude, you know, like, get some bicep veins. Get jacked up. Get fired up. You know what I mean? Like, they're everywhere. There's good people everywhere. Kenny, last thing I'm going to say real quick, and I know you're, you got some more questions or whatever, but, you know, people are like, I can't find good people anywhere. I'm like, you're so fucking stupid. You know what? You can't find good people anywhere because probably you're not the greatest person. Or maybe the leaders that you've put in place aren't emulating what you actually truly want. You know, I see good people everywhere I go. I walk in, a company paid me. They said, I can't recruit anybody. And we're in a part of town that you just don't understand. I flew in. I found people at T-Mobile. I found people at Target that really wanted opportunities. I found the hungriest little sons of a bitches everywhere with great attitudes. And you know what? All they wanted to do, though is be plugged into an opportunity where they could be taught correctly. And the second part of the problem with those companies is they don't have a system. So you plug in a, a hungry person or a growth-minded person and they can't close, they can't sell, they don't know what to do, they'll leave you. So that's your second problem. You can recruit whoever you want, but if you don't have a system to grow them, they will get demoralized. And then they will leave and you will think that they're the problem when in reality, your process is the problem. So... Yeah. Shit, man. I'm getting high blood pressure. Yeah, dude. You got me fucking. I'm getting ready to go to the gym myself. Now I'm going to go do some push-ups, man. I didn't get the chance to go this morning. I just got back from Greece. And I, my time you, is man. all Did you get married up. out there? I got married here, and then we flew out to Greece. It's my first time leaving the country. I wasn't sure I could because I'm a felon, so... 
Dude, and you, yeah. you made it in your back, bro. Back, baby. Back in, you're like, shit, man. Are they going to stop me at the gates? You know? Oh, I was definitely fucking worried about that. I mean, I wasn't yeah. sure. And my again, my wife's now an attorney. She's like, you can definitely get a passport. But I didn't know. And you know what, yeah. man? I, I made a post the other day about fear. I said, you know how fucked up fear is? And yeah. it's, it's funny, dude, because fear is elusive as shit. And it disguises itself in so many different ways. And I thought, you know, uh, it was just fear of, of, well, I might not be able to get it. So I'm not even going to try because if I can't, yeah. I'll be devastated. But that's so fucking stupid. I tried. Yeah. I was able to get it. I can't go anywhere, but I can go most places, dude. They're fun places. Fun places don't give a shit. You know who won't let me come over them? Canada. I don't fucking care that Canada yeah. won't let me go there. Yeah, there ain't shit in Canada. Fuck no, dude. Canada can keep whatever the fuck they got, dude. But I, yeah. I'm, I'm all excited. No, dude. This has been wonderful for me, to be honest with you, man, because, you know, there are a lot of things as you're talking. I'm like, man, I, you know, it's like when you train somebody and you're like, fuck, man, am I, am I still doing like you go back to the basics? And it's like, there are a lot of things that I can, I can absolutely get better on because, you know, it's not, a, it's, it's actually good to hear those things that you're saying because you are the one thing that you have fucking control over. So if the thing That's is, it. all right. I got to get to work on me. That's actually way fucking easier than having to try and control and change everybody else. You focus on yourself and get yourself dialed in and then you'll fucking attract the same like-minded types of folks. And yeah. And you'll get rid of the wrong ones too, man. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I just know this, dude. I know that everybody wants a mentor. Everybody wants a coach. Everybody wants to be surrounded by the right person. And some leaders think that they're the right person, but they're nowhere close. And if you get better, like I said, I, my favorite thing is, is when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. So if you just continuously get better, your team's going to continuously get better. You're going to continuously tr attract the right talent. You're going to continuously grow and you're going to continuously get what you want. But it, it just amazes me how many people don't understand that aspect. And a lot of times it's just because they're in their own, they're in their own way or they're in their own circle. So, you know, I, I love that because, you know, when I was, when I was on the car lot, I had a really good leader, you know, like I had a I, not really good, but he was a good enough leader where I wanted to be like him. I wanted to, I wanted to have those things. I was always finding different leaders because I was, I was just searching for the people that were doing it, doing it right. Some of them taught me wrong. Uh, you know, some of them taught me right, but just imagine, dude, I like to ask leaders this. If, if, if Kenny in your company right now, if you walked into a sales meeting and you're like, man, I got 50 dudes. Anybody out there listening, you walk into a sales meeting and this is how you'll know if you're doing it right. You got 50 dudes, you walk in and you're like, hey guys, um, I want to study your mentors. I always want to study who they are, write them down on a piece of paper, whoever they are, man, whoever inspires you the most, whoever pumps you up, whoever you just believe in. So write them down, whoever you guys believe in the most, write it down, just give them to me on the way out so I can study them. Well, if your name's not on that paper, then you're probably not their mentor. And that is probably the problem because in my company, everybody would write down Andy. Everybody would. I'm not going to say they'd write me down. I don't really give a shit, but I'm saying they would. I do. But like, I know that they would write down Andy. I know they would. I know they would write down me too. You know what I'm saying? But like, <laughs> like they would write down Andy. You know what I mean? I know they would write down our founder. I know they would say, hey, dude, that dude, that dude gives everything to me. That dude really, truly believes in me. See, I truly believe. We have a really low turnover, but like, I truly believe when we say like, you have to have abs or you'll get fired. Like we don't really, we, we, we mean that, but like, we mean it in this way. We want you to be healthy when you go home. We want you to work out while you're at work. Like it's 12 o'clock. I said, Hey, some of you guys are running a little slower today. Why don't y'all just go downstairs and work out? You need to work out. What's a workout do? Reset your mind, makes you more healthy. You know, some people are going crazy all over social media. Like he's, he's going to get, he's doing this. He's going to sue. We're fucking all this bullshit. Listen, we don't care about any of that stuff. Right. Listen. We're going to be authentically who we are. Why we say that is we coached people in sales for a long time, the skill. And you know what happened to them, Kenny? They broke because they weren't mentally strong. Yeah. We're not going to allow that in our sales team. How we were able to break records and build a company like we built is because we built such a strong mentality. And while the whole world was breaking and getting distracted, we were working harder than everybody. And we accomplished what it took most 10 years to accomplish in just, you know, a couple short years. So do we really mean that? Dude, I got a couple guys here that are just like on the verge of a six pack, but it's who they're becoming. It's not who they are. They will have that one day. And that is the standard. And they're working towards that standard and they're really close. But like, imagine them, no, imagine their wives knowing that like at work, they're working. And then at work, they're also working out. And at work, they're really trying to get better. And that somebody believes in them where they're working at. So many people go home and tell their wives, man, my boss is a dick, man. He doesn't believe in me. He doesn't do this. 
I literally drive to work 110 miles an hour because I can't wait to get here. I had a guy stand up in the meeting and say, hey, we said, what are you grateful for? We do this gratitude circle. What are you grateful for? He started crying. We all started crying. And we're like, he's like, he's like, man, I just can't wait to come to work. I just, I truly love it, dude. And it wasn't fake. It was real emotion. And he was really, truly crying. We all started crying. And sometimes I can't believe what we've created. I truly can't because I know that it is hard. It is, it's impossible to create virtually impossible. Things were never about money. If you hire people for just money, they'll always leave you. If you hire people because you're creating the best culture, best environment, and you believe in them, and you're going to be the one that that promises them something and never lies to them. Andy's never lied to me. We don't lie to the sales team. If you can have those things, then you'll have the people that you want. So for me, man, I, I, I like I like the idea of well, that you have to be the best leader, have the best company. And, and when we create this in leaders, I believe every leader can have this. I believe every leader has another level in them. Every one of us do. Oh yeah. So when we can show them that dude, it's not, it's more than just sales. It's freaking, it's, it's everything, dude. All of these guys that work for us that, you know, they got families, yeah. they got, they got kids, they got all this shit, you know, like, listen, listen, last thing I'm going to, and I know I go on these tangents. I just get really fired up, but we just had a birthday to like an hour ago, right here. Right. And it wasn't one of our birthdays. It was one of our guys. It's his daughter. She's 10 years old. And it's her 10 year old birthday. We do a birthday. We have a birth, the dream officer here. She has everybody's birthdays in these families. You know how many birthdays we have a day? Oh yeah. Like two fucking day, bro. We have a cake flip online every day. They come in, we celebrate around them as a team. We pause what we're doing. We make them feel important, significant, and like all those things. People want to feel important and significant. If they're not filling that in your company from admin to the guy that's cleaning the shitter, well, then you can't have those special things. So we invite them all in. Their kids have their birthdays. It's a, it's a, it's a lady's job. Like she's paid every month to know that this kid's birthday is coming up. And then she brings them in. She stops everybody, which is impossible and hard to do. So that's her job too. And then we celebrate. And that, that creates a family atmosphere. And it's not fake. It's what we want to live like. So anyways. Dude, that's beautiful. Things that are important to me because. You know, when my kid has his birthday, he feels like, you know, my last thing, oh, fuck, I keep saying last thing, but you know, my kid, he <laughs> packs his shit. Listen, my kid's five years old. He packs his shit and puts his backpack and all this stuff by the door. And he begs to come to work with me because of the culture we've created. He goes, I, I got to go to the den, dad. I'm like, no, listen, dude, you got to go to school. Hey, yeah, I know. But like, I, I, let's go to the den first. I want to work out. He knows we work out here in the morning. He wants to work out. Your kids are watching more than you know. They're going to become exactly who you are. You're like, no, they won't. Yes, they will. If you're a fat piece of shit, they're going to be a fat piece of shit. If you have bad habits, they're going to be have bad habits. They see you cheating on mom and fighting mom. They're going to fucking do the same thing to other women. So when our kids see us coming to work fired up, jacked up, having a good time, you know, my kid, he sends sales meetings to the team. And you know what he says? He sends them to the group chat. He's five years old. He puts a camera up like this and he goes, are you guys fired up and jacked up? Get fired up and jacked up. Stand <laughs> up. Get a good attitude. He, he knows like eight words. He's like, hey, be a good leader. Have a good attitude. Because I, when I wake him up, I say, dude, are you a good leader? Do you have a great attitude? What's being a good leader? Taking care of the other kids? If somebody's making fun of them, do you make fun of them too? Or do you, do you be a good leader? He's like, I'll be a good leader. Okay. Well, that's what your whole job is today. I don't give a shit what all the other kids are going to do. What are you going to do? Positivity, good leader, good attitude, good energy. Those four things. He tells the sales team that. Dude, that's what we're after. We're not after fucking money. Money's for money's the easiest shit to get in America, dude. If you're not getting money, you just don't understand or you turn money off. You make money. Money is not attracted to you probably because of your attitude, your effort, and all the other shit that you're doing. Money is attracted to winners. It is attracted to discipline. It is attracted to accountability. It is attracted to all of those things. So us getting money is the easiest thing possible. The hard thing is handing down the generational habits that we're trying to hand down because I refuse to give these kids money and they turn into pieces of shit. I refuse. I'm going to give them some habits that they're like, ah, why am I like this? I got all, I got a lot about what I got from my mom. Right. My mom, you remember I told you she almost got her legs. Her legs are still, she's handicapped. She has a broken back. She fucking just got fucked up in the military, never quit 30 years in the military, still doing it today, won't retire no matter what I tell her because she's hardwired to work. Her identity's in that shit. She can't turn it off. And honestly, I don't even want her to turn it off. She 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 lives between two different states. She's got a great life, but she just doesn't want to turn it off. That's who she right. is. But see, I got that from her. 
Some of you can't even fucking go to work for three days straight, four days straight, the gym straight. My girlfriend's pregnant right now. You know what I mean? And she's got to do nine months hard. Some of you can't do 75 fucking days hard, but you want these women to be pregnant for nine fucking months and take care of their bodies and themselves and then take care of these kids. And you can't do 75 day hard. You're fucking gross. <laughs> Come on, man. Embarrassing. Embarrassing, dude. Some men are embarrassing. I'm like, uh... your girl has to stay sober. She can't do shit. She had, her body has to grow up fucking human and you can't lift and go to work every day <laughs> you're fucking a pussy dude come on don't, oh. dude, don't, don't tell me that you know so anyways that was like nine different conversations i know I'm mul- i got multiple personalities i think i know Nah, man, that's, uh, I mean, that's normal for me. I mean, that's dude, you're, you're just, I mean, you and me speak the same language. I mean, that's my fiance laughs about that all the time. I do that in text too. I'll, and I just got like two yeah. stories and she's like, yeah, there's like, like hanging out and talking to you, dude. four conversations going on right now. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, you already know she'll weed through it and just kind of navigate. And she's like, you're a fucking trip, dude. But yeah. No, man, I'm, I've honestly thoroughly enjoyed this. We just knocked out an hour. I know you are fucking busy for Dude, me. I only feel like it was like 10 minutes, but hey, oh. no, thank you. If, if you need me, you know, I'll just sh- throw a shout out my number here. You can always reach me 480-780-2203. It's 480-780-2203. If I can ever do anything for you, Kenny, I'm glad that you reached out to me. I'm glad I got to do this with you. You're a relentless, hard-charging son of a bitch that's actually living what they say. You're always getting better. So, dude, I'm thankful for you to, you know, reach out, always wanting to give value to others. I think that that's what a true winner does is always trying to figure out how to give value to this world where everybody wants something in return but doesn't want to give something first. I appreciate you always trying to give, and I'm thankful to be on here. Dude, I thank you so much again for coming on, man, and being a part of my life. And I can't wait. I think I'm I don't think I know because I'm going to buzz bug Sean until you already know I will. I'm going to bug him until he fucking commits, but I'm coming down in October. I'm going to come check you guys out, spend three days and see what you guys got going on. October, We got uh, Bradley Wes Watson coming down. That's going to be fun, man. Really? Well, I was just going to come down and scope the spot out for three days, but if if you Bradley Wes Watson, October 5th and 6th, that's going to be badass. We got a workout with us all the, on October 5th. Wait, wait, wait. October 6th is the workout. That's at nighttime at like 6 PM. I'll be flying back from Dallas with Andy. We jump off of a jet and we run straight to the workout with, I'll be jumping off with Brad and Andy coming from success unleashed to Dallas. And then Wes and those guys will be there. We got Wes Watson, Bradley, uh, October 7th. So then the next day it's, we're going to have the conference with them and that's going to be fire, dude. You can't go anywhere and hear Bradley train all day. He stops by for conferences, give keynotes and leaves. He's our business partner. So he'll stop in and he literally will train with Andy all eight hours. You know, and then you hear from West, which West just kills it. So, you know, like that's a phenomenal event to yeah. be at. Dude, I would love that. I just texted Sean. I was like, because we've been trying to lock in, you know, he just threw dude, he's such a fucking solid guy, dude. He never yeah. and you know what? That's the shit you remember. If you were raised like I was, and there's very few, unfortunately. I know you guys are that way. Reciprocity, like I'm not, you know, right. to your point, like, look, man, I we want to give back, but it's because too, when you do that and you, and you, and you, and you pour into people and then those same people, I mean, you guys are where we want to be. Right. And so like by, Hey man, anything we can do, but you, the, uh, the adverse is guys like you guys, like Sean, that are willing to help guys like us get going guys like the, the blue collar ballers group and then my podcast and everything else. And of course, Ryan and, and the connection there. But my point is, is that that reciprocity means so much, man, because guess what? I'm not going to fucking stop until I am at the very least where you are currently. But like when that happens now, like you guys are fucking here, I'm up here, but guess what? Exactly. Fucking exactly. When you go together with people like, bro, we are the realest motherfuckers just like you. We just want to go with the right people. You know what I mean? Like I used to chase a lot of people that I shouldn't have been chasing. I don't do business with people. I don't want to do business, but I literally took, there's four people who submitted an app application to be in Andy's inner circle. That was like 300 grand. They didn't make the cut. I, I literally was like, Hey, this isn't for you right now. We need to see more from you. I'm refunding it all, but you can come to these three events and we'll see if we can do add you to these deeper conversations. We just don't take a credit card from anybody. And that's unreal of a coaching program. Why? Because dude, we just want to grow with the right people. And sometimes we got to vet 
people to make sure that they're the right people. Not that they're perfect. Dude, we get broken people all the time, but we get people that want to become something and then they'll put the action behind it. And that's all we're really looking for is the people that want to grow with us. And then we can all grow together. And it's so cool growing with the right people, not the perfect people, because we're fucking far from perfect. Let me tell you, we got our own issues that are massive, but we're fixing them. We're growing. We're not perfect. I don't ever want to inspire somebody to like think that they can just get here overnight. I'm not that kind of person. I want to say, hey, dude, it's going to take some hard fucking work. We'll show you how we'll go there together. But I hate to like be like standing behind a Bentley and they're like, oh, I want that. I'm like, that's not how it works, bro. Like, you know, don't get tricked by the social media. Like, it's going to take like, you know, man. So. No, I love that, dude. I love growing with a guy like you. I love being on the same frequency with winners. And that's just what it's all about, dude. So number one, thank you, dude. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. I love you guys, man. I will see you all soon. And uh, appreciate you again, my dude. Good. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We'll see you. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. We sure do appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. It is how new people find the show. Until next time, remember, there's always a seat at the table for business.